name is Emily Hines, and I attend Houston City Council meetings, and I take notes, and then I share them with you. Today's notes are from the council meeting on April 5th, 2023. This week, I had some Wednesday things to do, so I'm only going to cover the discussion and vote on conservation districts. If you just must know what else happened, you can watch the meeting at houstontx.gov HTV, and you might have to scroll around to find uh, where it says archived videos, but that's where you can find it. And if you do watch it and you take notes, I would love to read them. Okay, here we go on item 39, the conservation districts, in which Councilmember Kubash takes on the world, and by world, I mean conservation districts. Item 39 approved an ordinance that paves the way for the creation of conservation districts in Independence Heights, Freedmanstown, Acres Home, Magnolia Park, Manchester, Pleasantville, and Piney Point. These six neighborhoods will make up the pilot program, helping the city to develop it further. Unlike historic districts, conservation districts are tailored to specific neighborhoods led by the people who live there. Historic districts are more like a blanket of regulations you have to abide by no matter where you live. The supporting document lists some benefits of a conservation district, protecting the character, look, and feel of an area or neighborhood, supporting compatible new development and new construction. They're designed to be simpler to establish than other things like deed restrictions or historic districts. And the district can include structures of any age and is primarily focused on bulk and scale of buildings, not on architectural details like historic districts are. Last week, Councilmember Kubosh tagged this item and a long discussion ensued. Councilmembers Kubosh and Knox raised questions about how these neighborhoods were chosen, how conservation districts affect deed restrictions, and what people who don't want to be in them can do about it. Today, Councilmember Gallegos repeated many of his supportive statements from last week, but he specifically said he wants to protect historic neighborhoods within the 610 loop. He said it twice with intention, and I don't know what that was about. Pleasantville is outside 610, and I thought it was strange of him to make such an exclusionary statement, but no one else said anything about it, so maybe I'm being sensitive. Councilmember Kubosh proposed an amendment to the ordinance that would allow a property owner in a conservation district to remove themselves. Mayor Turner said this amendment dilutes the intention of the ordinance, and he did not support it. The amendment failed. Only Councilmembers Kubosh and Knox voted for it. Councilmember Gallegos pointed out that Councilmembers Kubosh and Knox both live in deed-restricted neighborhoods, which provide a high level of neighborhood character protection. Gallegos questioned why they're interfering in neighborhoods that don't have deed restrictions. He said, quote, your neighborhood is protected. You don't have to worry about someone coming in next door and destroying the character, end quote. Knox said he is proud to live in a deed-restricted neighborhood, which needs 75% of property owners to approve changes. He suggested that conservation districts only need 51% approval, and this is not entirely true, but Councilmember Kamen will get to that later, and that conservation districts will pit neighbor against neighbor. He said, quote, it's about liberty. It's about freedom to choose, end quote. I don't follow the logic as deed restrictions literally has the word restrictions in it, but okay. Councilmember Thomas suggested opponents of conservation districts are leading with the wrong assumption that people in these communities don't want preservation help. She suggested we listen to the residents of these neighborhoods who have been very clear and asking for this for a long time. She pointed out that these people voted for the council who owe it to them to honor their wishes. She said, quote, I just want to remind you, if they're good enough to get their vote, they should be good enough for us to carry their voice. And they're asking for us to carry their voice in this horseshoe today, end quote. And just for those of you who have never seen the council chamber, the horseshoe is what they call the council table. It's very roughly U-shaped. 
Mayor Turner asked people to imagine if someone bought a home in River Oaks and then wanted to turn it into a barbershop. He said that working class people in other historic communities want the same quality of life, but they don't want people coming in to destroy their culture. Quote, they deserve the same sort of protections and we are here to give it to them. End quote. Councilmember Plummer pointed out that for black and brown communities, their homes are often their biggest investment and that getting deed restrictions is expensive because of attorney fees. Under-resourced communities just don't always have the resources to get that process going and conservation districts can't help. Next, Councilmember came and cleared up that whole 51% thing that Knox brought up. He alleged that this ordinance requires 51% of a neighborhood's property owners to agree to become a conservation district. Kamen said that a neighborhood only requires 51% to start the process. Then the proposed district would get developed and vetted with the planning department and the neighborhood itself. If 100% of the property owners don't agree to become a conservation district after that, then the item goes to the planning commission for review and finally to council for a vote. She reiterated that this is about preserving history that is being erased. Out of 500 historic homes in Freedmanstown, only 50 remain. She said the burden of preservation falls too heavily on residents, and this conservation district ordinance can help. Councilmember Gallegos accused Councilmembers Kubosh and Knox of fear-mongering. He didn't name them specifically, but I know who he was talking about. He reminded at-large council members that they represent the whole city and asked them why they aren't helping to protect the neighborhoods of color within the 610 loop. This was the second within the 610 loop that he said. The council members who voted no on the conservation districts were Peck, Huffman, Martin, and Knox. After all of that hullabaloo, Kubosh ended up voting for the item, which passed. A conservation district pilot program for Independence Heights, Freedmanstown, Acres Homes, Magnolia Park, Manchester, Pleasantville, and Piney Point will start soon. And that's it for April 5th. Or at least that's it for what I had time to cover. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, and we have one new one, Franklin Bynum. Thank you so much. And if you think this project is worth supporting, please visit patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes, and you will get a shout out on this very podcast. Also, thank you to ACLU Texas and Houston in Action for your support and to Tecolodo, who does the Spanish translations for the website and Instagram. This podcast has music by Joe Wozni, and it was produced by Connor Clifton. That's it for this week. I'm Emily Hines, and I thank you for listening. Bye.